Hello, Monetization Nation. We are going to talk today about passion marketing. And specifically, this is the eighth of eight live streams that we're doing about passion marketing. And today we're going to talk about passion monetization. But before I do, I, I kind of have a little dedication. Uh, COVID is spreading through America very rapidly right now. Omicron, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is is uh, attacking a lot of people and the Delta variant is is attacking a lot of people. And with the winter season upon us, there's a lot of people that have have become sick with COVID. And I'd like us all to each take a moment to remember those people that we love um, that have that have passed away or or been affected by COVID. Uh, I've been in COVID the last, um, I've been in COVID quarantine uh, for a little bit over a week now. And my today is my 11th day since I had symptoms and I finally get to come out. Our family has a tradition around Thanksgiving uh, that that we eat Chinese food. We don't do it on the night of Thanksgiving, but we do it usually a, a night right around Thanksgiving. And uh, this tradition started because my mom is a really good cook of Chinese food. And, and she did it one year and we loved it so much that, that it just kind of caught. And with my little family, with my parents and my siblings, we, we started doing Chinese food for Thanksgiving. And this last Thanksgiving, um, my wife has been incredibly supportive of that Chinese food tradition. That means a lot to me. And this last Thanksgiving, we were not able to do it because we were down in Arizona and my father-in-law had had become sick with COVID and was in the hospital. And, and we were down to spend a little time with him and try to support our family down there. And he ended up passing away. And so today I'd like to remember my father-in-law, uh, Rick Ullery. And I'd like to remember um, those people that that you love that have passed away from COVID. And I would also like today to remember um, a couple of people that are pretty dear to me that are that are fighting COVID as we speak. Uh, the Adoption.com Creative Director. Her name is is Julie Phelps, and her husband is Tyrell. And they have one of the most adorable little girls that I've ever met, um, other than my own, of course. Um, she has Down syndrome, and her name is Addie. And all three of them um, are in the hospital with COVID right now. And uh, just ask for your prayers for Jules and Tyrell and Addie and, and those other people that you love and the people you may not even know that are dealing with COVID right now. So let's switch to a more positive note. Seth Godin, one of my heroes, um, he's a marketing expert, said, don't find customers for your product, find products for your customer. This is an extremely common mistake that businesses make. They create what they feel is a great product and then they go try to find someone to sell it to. That business model is becoming harder and harder uh, to be successful at. And the way to be successful is to flip that on its head. 
Instead, start with an audience, find what your audience wants to buy from you, and then make it and sell it to them. It seems so simple. It seems so elementary, but but I believe the majority of businesses today are making this mistake where they're starting with the product instead of starting with the customer. We need to be insanely customer-centric, customer-focused businesses. Uh, a story of a company that many of us have heard of that, that made a mistake and did not create a customer-centric product was Ford. And Ford spent more than $400 million creating a new car. They called it the Edsel. However, however, after just a couple of years, they had to take the car off the market. People did not want to buy the car. They did not find out what the customer wanted to buy. This is how we lose money. We build a product that we think people are going to love and create it. And shockingly, they don't want to buy it. <clears throat> so how do we avoid making this horrible mistake? And I've made this mistake before too. Uh, I was at Funnel Hacking Live about three months ago. And on the first day of Funnel Hacking Live, we were so blessed to hear Caitlin Poland speak. Caitlin is the founder of Lady Boss Weight Loss. Any of you familiar with her? She is she is an inspiration as an entrepreneur. She runs Lady Boss, which is the fourth fastest growing company in America, according to Inc. You've heard of the Inc. 500 list? Well, she's number four on that Inc. list. Uh, she generates more than $160 million in annual recurring revenue. She taught us in this conference um, how we're not just in the e-commerce business, or we're not just in the coaching business, or we're not just in the, the digital products business. Uh, we're not just in the physical products business. We, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't pigeonhole ourselves into one of, of these markets. Instead, we need to be in the business of serving our customers. And that was a huge shift that she had to make. In the beginning, she thought that she was a, a digital products company. And she spent a lot of years, a lot of time just focusing in the digital product space. And her customers would ask for products outside of the digital product space. And she would tell them no. And she thought that she had to focus on just one thing. But she realized that instead she needed to focus on a customer obsession. She needed to change and focus on knowing and giving her customers what they really wanted. In the beginning, when she was focused on digital products, she said she got to a point that she felt stuck. She felt handicapped. She felt that there were a lot of opportunities that, um, but they had to stay within their lane. That was the analogy that she kept telling her people, we've got to stay in our lane. And uh, as a result, they, they were leaving a lot of money on the table. It wasn't until she started listening to her customers and she realized that she's not in the business of selling digital products, but she's in the business of serving her customers. So she let go of that old identity that was holding her back as an info products business. And she started serving her customers and she started asking them what they wanted. And they started telling her and she started using that customer input, input and data to release new product lines to her, her audience. She says there are three common questions that she would ask her customers, or that she would ask. 
Um, and she recommends all of us ask ourselves these questions. She says, who is it that you serve? We've got to know who our ideal customers are. We've, we've talked about in these, in these lunch uh, seminars, the finding the, the love group, the, the passion audience, right? Who loves us the most? So that's the first thing we have to find. Number two is what is the goal that they're trying to reach? What is the problem they're trying to solve? What is the most important passion, level 10 passion for them? And then what do they want? Um, so, so basically that third question is what do they want or need to be able to achieve the answer to number two? What is it they're trying to reach? What's that goal? And then what do they need from you to be able to reach that goal? So who's your love group? Who are your ideal customers? What is the biggest goal they're trying to achieve? The biggest problem they're trying to solve? And then what do they need from you to be able to solve that problem? She talked about the importance of prospect over product. In other words, putting the customer first. It's not about finding a product and selling a product. It's about taking care of the customer and solving their problems first. The three strategies for success that she taught us are listen, ask, and execute. She said that, that she first builds her products by surveying her demographic and using their answers to then create the product. She took the biggest problems that they said they had and then focused on solving those problems within the product. Again, start with the customer, find the problem, and then make sure your product solves the problem. She talked about the importance of listening to the specific words that the customers give us. Um, sometimes we use terminology, technical terminology or internal company terminology that are different words from what the customer uses. Um, and it's as we can find the exact words in the surveys and the focus groups. And as we listen in the Facebook group, as we find the exact phraseology that our customers are using, we can then use those exact phrases back in our marketing materials. And as we communicate the products back to them, um, she gave some examples. She said that they listened, um, after they gave up that old identity as an information products company, and they found out that their customers wanted clothing. They wanted merchandise they could wear that conveyed the passion that they were feeling for, for Lady Boss. So they developed the clothing, a physical line of clothing, which now generates more than seven figures a year. After that, they listened to their customers and they they realized that their customers wanted a coaching program. They wanted someone to help hold them accountable and to encourage them and support them. Um, and now that coaching line generates more than seven figures a year as well. They listened and, and realized that their customers wanted an event. They wanted, they wanted to come together and, and connect with other people and the other lady boss um, participants. participants. Um, and now that event is the largest driver of their coaching program. She listened again and she realized that their customers wanted a supplement line. And she said that supplement line has become the biggest driver of the company's revenue. That was something that, that they had really tried hard to stay away from. But when they started listening, they realized that that's 
that was the biggest thing that their customers were were asking for and that's that's become the driver of the vast vast majority of the revenue of their company she said that was even hiding under it was a revenue stream that was hiding underneath the revenue stream that became bigger than all of their other revenue streams combined um, she encourages us to to just keep surveying your customers ask them what they want ask them what makes them excited um, don't just guess find out from the customer what the customer really wants and then give it to them you don't have to guess what they love you just have to ask them and give it to them the customers are then ecstatic because we gave them what they wanted if we want our customers to be happy ask them what they want and then give it to them so think about this monetization nation think about how much this is worth to have the information of what your customers want before you develop and launch a new product think of the value of that if, if Someone came to you and said, I know exactly what your customers want. Um, if you build this, I guarantee they're going to buy it. What would that information be worth to you? And, and the reality is we can get that information. We just have to ask. So she gave us three simple strategies to ask our customers. She said, listen, listen to the magic. Listen is the magic before the ask. So she encourages us to listen in the Facebook group. Uh, this is our best asset. So find the community, create a community, create a following, create a place where the people who love you and are passionate about what you do are gathering and talking. Um, being able to listen to what they're saying is one of the greatest values of creating that community. And we listen before we ask because then we know the right questions to ask. Um, we also listen in other groups. So in, in her situation, she sells weight loss products. She went and listened in other weight loss groups and found out what other people were, were asking for in those groups and what they were talking about. And she said, you also can listen in customer service emails where people are asking for things and, and explaining the problems that they're having. Um, a great source of, of customer feedback. She encouraged us to think outside the box. She, she said it's real important to, to look for what customers are already buying from other companies. She found that in her situation, 60% of her customers were already buying protein bars from other companies. So that gave her great insight that that was something that her customers would buy from her. <coughs> she talked about the importance of not launching crappy stuff. Um, we don't just need to find out what customers want and then go license something really bad from China and resell it. She says it's really important to, to build our brand on quality. We need to have quality stuff and we need to have good prices on that. So she talked about asking, do they want it? Sometimes we have too many great ideas and we try to do it all at once. So we need to be able to narrow it down. We need to, as, as we surface the, the good ideas, we need to find the ideas that, that our customers want the most. We might even survey the customers about our good ideas and find out which of those ideas uh, resonate the most and the most of them want to buy. 
She says that they survey their customers all the time. They ask them what they want. They ask them how they want it. And then they let them vote on the options so that they can then focus on the thing that the customer wants the most. <coughs> she asks them what are their biggest struggles that you've been having right now trying to reach your goal of X. And what are the things that we aren't currently offering that you'd like to see the most from us? She talked about execution. She compiles the repetitive problems into categories. And that's really important. Instead of just taking one idea that one person had and running with it, she tries to surface and, and prioritize the, the problems and the ideas that, that are, she's hearing most often. She starts with the most mentioned problems. She says you get raving customers because you start with the problems, um, the biggest problems that the most people are having. You ask yourself, what would solve this problem for them? And then you pick one thing, you figure it out and you give it to them. You don't try to launch 10 new products at the same time. You focus on the thing that best solves the biggest problem that they have and you focus it until you're done, um, until you're successful. Uh, she gave the disclaimer again, um, only execute on one thing at a time. They focus on one thing at a time and focus on it until the finish line. Anyways, that's that's a probably enough of a summary from Caitlin Pollan. I was so impressed by this talk and I try to implement it in my business and I try to implement it in my customers' businesses. And I encourage each of us to go out to our customers and listen to them. Listen in the communities, survey them, do focus groups, find out what they want to buy from us and then create it and then sell it to them. And that is one of the greatest ways to monetize passion. Thank you so much for joining me for this series, um, this lunchtime series that we've done for eight weeks. We've skipped a few weeks because of COVID, um, but thanks for bearing with me. And I wish you success in your passion marketing and in your passion monetization. And have a very Merry Christmas.